At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Pro Football Blitz, hour number two. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have points on the board, a scoreless first quarter of all things between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins, a game that has a total that closes at 55, a scoreless first quarter. But to begin the second quarter, the Chargers do opt for the field goal this time around. That was second and 10 when Justin Herbert had all the time in the world to throw, but ended up getting sacked. And that caused a loss of six yards. So they were facing third and 16, not able to get it a whole lot closer or at least entertain the thought of going for it on fourth down. This time, Brandon Staley does kick the field goal and they go up three to nothing on Miami. Just under 15 minutes left to go now in the second quarter and Los Angeles Chargers Remain an underdog in the live market, still catching a point and a half in the live wagering and your in-game total, Mike, all the way down to 43 and a half. And, you know, we kind of talked about it. Sometimes you have all these expectations, what what has to happen between two teams that are so poor defensively and electric offensively and and it just goes the other direction. It looks like it's going the other direction right now. Yeah, I mean, you know. Totals are, are funny, but certainly you don't want to chase them if they get steamed either way, mm-hmm. right? And and we try to avoid that. Um, uh, so you make note of it. Uh, you certainly pay attention to it. Um, but I, I just I just for uh, discipline purposes for myself, I just don't chase it. You know, um, I I had this game projected at around fifty points, fifty one mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when it we we're talking about fifty five. <laughs> On Sunday Night Football. Well, and I think it, I think it opened, uh, you know, I, I saw as high as 53 and a half mm-hmm. early in the week. Let's see where we are here. Uh, well, it's not showing me exactly where the open was. Uh, but I remember earlier in the week, it was even lower than 53 and a half, I believe. And, and I saw it get as high as 53 and a half. And obviously here on Sunday, it kept ticking up. And, you know, we'll use this opportunity to maybe recycle a pro tip. Uh, we said this very early in the season, Mike, when you and I just started doing the Pro Football Blitz, and we, we got in here on Sunday evening, and we said, hey, well, here's a little pro tip for you. Typically, you want to bet the under on Sunday night football because the general public is running to the window to bet the over. They want an exciting game. Usually, it is two high-profile mm-hmm. teams, mm-hmm. and like we have here tonight, uh, high-profile offenses that you figure will put up a lot of offense. 
uh, and, and it inflates the line, and the line gets out of hand. A lot of guys, you know, having lost their bets, uh, you know, earlier in the day, and, and you made a point earlier today that a lot of games went over the total. There was a lot of scoring that fans and bettors saw during the day today. So this line gets inflated all the way up to 55, and here we are with just three points on the board and less than 14 minutes left to go in the half. Yeah, you can almost talk yourself into an over situation, even though it has moved a considerable amount. I mean, you think about the, the finesse aspects of these two teams uh, which is in play, uh, and because everybody they're just dropping back and throwing the ball, right? But uh, on the other side of that, will teams come up with solid plans, two game plans? And then, as these teams start to adjust, are the adjustments going to work? I think the injury situation too for the Chargers might influence uh, some of the people wanting to go to the over situation. Uh, but as we've been watching, the backups are playing at a very high level, even with this solid game plan. So. Um, Good preparation during the week. I think that's always a key as a better. If you can read the tea leaves, if you can investigate, if you can find out that type of inf information in terms of how the week of practice went for either team, that could give you an edge that way. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, get uh, a punt out of Miami. Another three and out for the Miami Dolphins there on that offensive possession off of the kickoff off of the field goal by the Chargers. The Charger defense really uh, came to play tonight and pitching a shutout currently with less than 13 minutes left to go in the second quarter. They will get the ball back on offense. Got a pretty good kickoff or punt return as well. So they should have decent field position. And they are now two-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market are the Chargers and the total pretty uh, steady at 44-and-a-half here uh, as the Chargers get the ball back. On offense. All right, let's uh, take a look, uh, go back to the recaps here, and we get to our third game, Mike, the Ravens at the Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this game, they were 5-0 and straight up when they scored first. They were 0-7 straight up when their opponent scored first. And Justin Tucker put the Baltimore Ravens on the board early, and, uh, well, you know what happened? The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are now 0-8 when they do not score first. Uh, the Steelers were forced to punt on the ensuing drive after that Tucker field goal, and they punted it for just 17 yards, and the Ravens had the ball in Pittsburgh territory. Just activated for today's game, J.K. Dobbins ran it in from four yards out, and it was 10 to nothing Ravens with two minutes left still in the first quarter. Then Kenny Pickett had to leave this game early with a concussion, and Mitchell Trubisky came in in relief, and he proceeded to throw an interception that led to another Ravens field goal. It was 13-7 Baltimore with a minute left before halftime. Driving, trying to get into field goal range before the break. Trubisky is intercepted again deep in Ravens territory, and we went to the locker room with the Ravens out in front, 13-7. It continued in the second half. Trubisky threw his third interception of the game on a pass that was into the end zone. Baltimore took over on offense on their own one-yard line. The Steelers did force a punt and got the ball back into field goal range, but Chris Boswell's attempt was blocked, and with less than 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Baltimore was still holding on to a 13-7 advantage. Tyler Huntley then took a hit in the fourth quarter and had to leave this game. The Ravens were now down to Anthony Brown at quarterback, but he he was able to engineer a drive that ended up in another Justin Tucker field goal, and it was 16-7 to Ravens with three minutes left to go in the game. And then Trubisky finds his tight end, Pat Fryermuth, and it was 16-14 Ravens with two and a half minutes to go. Pittsburgh would elect to kick it off and did not attempt an onside kick. They would never see the ball again. Baltimore wins it 16-14. They win outright as one-and-a-half-point underdogs. The game stays under the total. Ravens move to 9-4. and four. Steelers drop to 5-8. and eight. And Baltimore keeps pace with Cincinnati in the AFC North division. A lot in this game. I mean, let's start with the quarterbacks. Both of them get knocked out of this mm -hmm. game. The starters do. Um, this was a rivalry game and always has been. We talked about this yesterday on Pro Football Blitz. A physical, physical game. Uh, it will take a toll on, on somebody. And I think today's game, obviously, uh, on both sides, I mean, we saw that uh, play out that way. I don't know about you, but in that fourth quarter, I'm thinking the Ravens are going to lose this game. Ravens are going to lose this game. Yeah. Because the fourth quarter issues that they've had all year, right? Right, right. Uh, but even with Trubisky throwing three interceptions, I, I was thinking. <laughs> That's what had it, me yeah. confident with the Ravens. Because okay. he continued to make mistakes. And. 
you know, we've talked about how their defense improved. Now, mm-hmm. I know they weren't playing a great offense today, but their defense was very good once again. It was. Queen with an INT, uh, Roquan Smith with an INT. I mean, those are the best interior linebackers you'll have and find. And uh, I think defensively, Baltimore is all that. They really are. Uh, offensively, I mean, I knew who Anthony Brown was because of Oregon and because of where he played. And uh, But then, you know, when you're seeing a guy like Huntley go down, what is this guy going to be able to do? What is he going to be capable of? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> but he didn't have to do a lot because of the he running game. He closed out a game for him, which yeah. is something that Baltimore struggled with. The running game, though. The running yeah. game closed it out. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, welcome back. Uh, gra- glad you were active. I mean, the one-two punch. And, and I think this is what Baltimore, because Baltimore turned back into Baltimore in this game without Lamar Jackson. Now, when Lamar gets healthy, I, I think they have to go down this path again uh, with this style of offense. I, I know the Ravens, they wanted to evolve uh, and move forward Lamar Jackson, and I think they have to a certain degree. But you've noticed this. On the outside, Brady, they're just not prolific. They're not no. great, right? But they are great running a football, and they are great playing defensive football too. So if they can avoid trying to get out of character and just embrace who they are and then add Lamar Jackson when he gets healthy uh, with these running backs in his running game, I mean, I, I think that could help out uh, and certainly, uh, you know, maybe win a division, who knows. But, I, you know, you still got to be weary of, of that defense, uh, the penalties. I saw something today that I never thought I would ever see offsetting P.I. call. I know. I, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't think you could either. But that's a, that. that's a bailout call from two officials that saw something completely different. Yeah. And who's going to be right? Well, yeah. you know who's going to be right? We'll just offset it. Right. Instead of just picking up the flag. Mm-hmm. You know, they should have just picked up the flag. I mean, but um, I, it's, just, it's just fascinating uh, at times from the officiating standpoint how that can influence things. But uh, I thought we had a solid game. It was on the Ravens from a teaser standpoint. Uh, and that came home uh, for me. Yeah, you and I both yep. cashed the uh, Ravens on a teaser. We had that paired with the Philadelphia Eagles. And it looks like the Chargers are in the end zone. Mm. Joshua Kelly, the former UCLA Bruin, had a big run to get this drive down into the 10-yard line area of the Miami Dolphins. And then Justin Herbert with a touchdown pass right there to the back of the end zone to Mike Williams. The extra point is up and good. And it is now 10 to nothing. Chargers pitching a shutout here with less than 10 minutes left to go in the second quarter. The live uh, market has not updated yet, but obviously the Chargers are going to be in the role of the favorite here as Miami continues to struggle on offense and on defense as well. Joshua Kelly has really been a spark in that running mm-hmm. game for the Chargers. He's only played maybe two or three plays this game, but each game or each uh, play that he has been in, he's been very successful for a big chunk. Yeah, not too bad right there. Great start by the Chargers, too. And, and you know, defensively for Miami, stopping a running game, I don't know if that was going to happen or even slowing down a passing game. We talked about the deficiencies on, on the defense side of the ball. Uh, that's why it was important to just take points, take points, take points. I mean, the Chargers, it feels like on every drive, they're capable of scoring, getting points right. on the scoreboard. It doesn't feel that way for the Miami no, Dolphins <laughs> right now. They are continuing to struggle for the second week in a row now on offense. The live market has populated once again, and the Chargers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Of course, they closed as three-point underdogs, an eight-point swing there as they are laying five-and-a-half in the live market, and your total kicks up a little bit to 47 and a half the chargers minus 275 on the live money line we'll be right back with more in just a moment at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, it's a perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. The Chargers onto a 10-0 advantage over the Miami Dolphins about midway through the second quarter. Make that under 10 minutes still left in the second quarter and 10 to nothing a Charger lead. Their uh, in-game price has gone down just a bit. Five and a half was the number before we went to break. Now they are a four and a half point favorite. Your in-game total remains the same at 47 and a half. Miami and uh, Tua Tangavaloa currently moving the ball down the field right now and almost to midfield it looks like with the aid of a defensive pass interference penalty on the part of the Chargers. Pass interference or defensive holding but nonetheless it's a first and 10 for the Dolphins and now they are at their own 35 yard line not all the way to midfield just yet uh, but a good running play there by uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. I believe and the drive continues for the Miami Dolphins. We were talking about the Ravens and the Steelers mm. in the last segment, Mike. And next up, uh, both of these games are interesting. The Cleveland Browns will be at home hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens on the road for the second week in a row. And obviously, we don't know about Lamar Jackson. We don't know about Tyler Huntley either. Mm. So the Cleveland Browns, a three-point favorite right now at home over the Baltimore Ravens in Week 15. Yeah, I mean, where are the offensive points going to come from? I mean, uh, you know, whatever Cleveland is right now, the inconsistency is all over the place, obviously, right? Uh, Where are the Ravens, though, too, Uh, when you think about uh, their offense now without Lamar Jackson, without uh, the situation with Huntley? I mean, it is crazy to think about what they're going to do at quarterback. Can they get this guy, Brown, ready uh, in one week for a huge game? Now, I mentioned the running game. Uh, they are very potent that way, but you are down to your third string quarterback, kind of like a team we saw today. Yeah. Uh, and okay, what can you do with that guy with a simplified game plan in a week, right? And is that going to be enough against one of your division uh, teams as well? I tell you, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen here mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert rushing the football for the Miami Dolphins. He gets stripped of the football, it pops out, and there's a scrum to try and recover the fumble. The ball comes out the other way, and who's there to pick it up but Tyreek Hill. And he races about 60 yards the other direction. You knew nobody was going to catch Tyreek Hill. And the Dolphins are on the board, extra point pending here. Uh, But that is just absolutely wild. I thought they were going to call it down by contact or something like that. But uh, the extra point is up and good, and that touchdown will stand. I have never seen anything like that. That That, was a wild one. If you watch enough rugby, you'll see something like that. Yeah, it was exactly like that. (laughs) Like the ball squirting out of the scrum or whatever they call it, the mesh or whatever they call it. The scrum, for sure. The scrum, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then Tyreek Hill. Yeah, nobody's going to catch him. Uh, How about that? Just Johnny on the spot, Tyreek on the spot for the touchdown. And uh, that's a, a tough pill to swallow. Rushing yards prop. Was there a rushing yards prop for Tariq? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, does that count as rushing yards? I would think if so, you, right? Well, I well, mean, it's a fumble it's recovery, a fumble recovery. Isn't it? I don't know what the stat that what would that be? I don't think it would be rushing. I think it's a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Okay. I, I, and I don't know if that goes in. I don't know. I, where that's where a tough goes. one. It's a tough one. We're going to have to check on that. Uh, of course, his rushing prop was 98 and a half yards for Tyreek Hill. But uh, I mentioned a tough blow uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Your defense had been playing so well. You Mm -hmm. were pitching a shutout. You just forced a fumble, and it turns into a touchdown. You know? know. I mean, that's tough. That is tough. That is tough. I mean, you do everything you're supposed to do defensively uh, by getting or or forcing the ball loose and – uh, that's just luck. I mean, yeah. as, as better as we Dumb understand luck, that, for yep, sure. absolutely. That's just luck. And, um, but those are the things that can happen in a game like this. And uh, I'll go back and I'll harp on it. Uh, maybe until it doesn't, isn't in a factor anymore. Just add three more points chargers. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, just, just do that because you just don't know how that ball's going to bounce sometimes. Well, the uh, total is back uh, closer to where we were prior to kickoff as mm-hmm. far as the live market. So 10 to 7, Chargers, less than nine minutes left to go in the second quarter. And uh, the Chargers remain favorites in the ball game by two and a half points. And your total back up to 53 and a half that fast. It was down as low as 43 and a half. And then now, like I say, all the way to 53 and a half after that Tyreek Hill fumble recovery <laughs> for a touchdown. Uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, of course, were the last game we recapped. We talk about what's next up for the Ravens. Next up for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they will go on the road to Carolina to take on the Panthers, who shocked the Seattle Seahawks today as underdogs, winning on the road in the Pacific Northwest and pretty handily at that. We will cover that game a little bit later in the program. But the Panthers hosting the Steelers in Week 15, and they are two-and-a-half-point favorites, Mike. They could move to 6-8 and eight and really be putting the heat on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about because Tampa Bay, uh, they will play Cincinnati, and they can lose two in a row. Yeah. Especially the way that they look. And then Carolina, if they win two in a row, they're tied with them. Right. With the tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, they so currently that, are one game back. Right, and then they have Tampa Bay later on in their schedule too. So, I mean, it was fascinating to watch Carolina win a game in which they were still, it was against the Broncos, where they were still picking in the top two. So with the interim head coach. Oh, right. Here yes. you go, though. This interim head coach has put together um, a goal now. Because I think as individuals or as players on that team, okay, let's play for next year. Let's make sure my money's going to be straight. Okay, let's make sure that I don't put out bad tape and stuff like that. Lo and behold, they're playing themselves into a position to make the playoffs by winning the division. And it's like now they have a goal, and you wonder what's going to happen to Carolina now that they have a team. um, And Wilkes has produced uh, uh, great wins and great situations. And now you have captured the attention of these players that could up their dollars for any situation, right? Mm-hmm. So why not go ahead and win a division? And so, I mean, it's going to be interesting uh, with the Panthers as a favorite. They play well at home. We know that. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, they have, was it 18 touchdowns going into today's game? Offensive touchdowns. You know, I, I didn't catch it. Um, was it uh, – no, no, it was Trubisky. No, no, did, did – did Pickett or Trubisky throw the first touchdown? Trubisky. Okay, so yep. Pickett, uh, so he still is now throwing less than half of a touchdown mm-hmm. per game that he's played in. Right. And we don't know if he'll be back for this contest with the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, Trubisky, he threw a couple of touchdowns today, but he also threw three interceptions. <laughs> he threw some bad interceptions. Yeah, and, and really they did. were bad, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was one of the reasons I played the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. today because their defense is pretty solid. Right. But they've really been able to establish the running game with Deonta Foreman. And the Seattle Seahawks, their defense is slipping back into what we saw their defense look like in the first part of the season. And I figured that the Carolina Panthers were going to be able to rush the ball and Seattle wasn't going to be able to stop it. And that that was a a large part of what happened in that contest. Uh, You wonder how they're going to be able to fare against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that is pretty decent at stopping the run, probably better than Seattle anyway. Uh, Gave up 200 yards today, though. Yeah. (laughs) On the ground. I mean, T.J. Watt is banged up. um, He is. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he had a single sack, did he? uh, I can't remember if he did or not, but I know I know he got some pressures, but he's the rib situation. The thing about it, though, is, you know, just the physical nature from the Ravens, too. And you you alluded to that with Carolina. Wilkes has this team 
believing in a common goal now. And, and mm-hmm. you can see how much more physical they were uh, in that game against Seattle. A lot more physical yeah. than the Seahawks. They mm-hmm. really took it to them. And Sam Darnold looked good, too. He did. Full circle with Sam Darnold, uh, which is just fascinating from an organizational standpoint, what you did and um, what you should have done and versus, okay, now you're in a fortunate position uh, with a chance to compete for that division now. Uh, of course, uh, Mike Tomlin's uh, record of you know consecutive seasons without a losing season uh, now absolutely in jeopardy. They'll mm-hmm. have to win outright their last four games in a row. You wonder, do you think the wind was taken out of their sails a little bit? I think that's a lot what they were playing for. They yeah. knew that about their coach, and I'm sure he was using that as a tool. Uh, and you wonder what he's going to have up his sleeve to motivate this team going into next week against the team that's really fired up right now and the Panthers coming out of their bye week with a win. Yeah, and the Panthers play very, very well at home. I mean, I think what we saw today was a game plan in which, okay, they wanted to be explosive if they could, and uh, but then Trubisky came into the game because of the injury to Pickett, and he can't operate like Kenny Pickett can. Right. Um, so you were compromised that way if you're the Steelers. Now, eventually you get through it and you adjust to it and – Okay, you, you get a couple of touchdowns. But if it wasn't for the injury to Huntley on the other side, I mean, I think the Ravens could have kind of moved the ball differently too and maybe perhaps got more points on the scoreboard. But they became compromised, which opened the door uh, for the Steelers. I, I don't know if that's going to happen down there in Carolina, though. The Los Angeles Chargers are forced to punt, of course, receiving the kickoff off of the Tyreek Hill touchdown for Miami. And they end up uh, punting the ball right back to the Dolphins, who will have the ball on offense pretty deep, pretty backed up in their own territory with less than seven minutes left to go in the half. The Chargers up 10 to 7 right now on Miami. We'll be right back with a preview of the Monday night game coming up right here on the Pro Football Blitz. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. And check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits is another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. The Los Angeles Chargers leading the Miami Dolphins 10-7. The Dolphins with the ball, under six minutes left to go, and they complete a first down there on third and 10. The ball now about out to midfield. They remain two-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. We are going to go to Arizona now to talk about the Monday Nighter, the New England Patriots visiting the Arizona Cardinals. And to help us preview it, we bring in Darren Urban. He's an Emmy Award-winning beat writer for the Arizona Cardinals for azcardinals.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Cards Chatter. And Darren, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, Maybe not the most sexy Monday night game here coming up, but uh, I do find it very interesting. I think both of these teams certainly have some issues to address. And from your Cardinals point of view, what we hear in the media and in the the betting public and, you know, social media, what have you, it, it just looks like this team is in disarray. There's, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, you know, making news. And it seems like there's uh, unrest in the locker room. What, what do you feel and what's really going on down there? Are we accurate in those assumptions? I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't sense a whole lot of unrest in the locker room. I mean, they, They've not played great football all season long. There is no question about that. Kyler Murray uh, has not had the kind of year uh, after the last couple of years that they would have hoped. Um, there's just been a lot of it's, – it, it's been very clunky all year in terms of who they've had around and how they were going to operate. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins suspended the first six games of the year. I mean, they, they went into the offseason thinking after the, after the draft that they were going to have – uh, Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore and Zach Ertz is their main four re- receiving core, and it, was, it looked pretty good. And that uh, that quartet is ultimately never going to play one game together all year. You had Hopkins uh, suspended the first six games. You had Brown injured right before 
uh, Hopkins came back, and then Zach Ertz ended up getting injured before Hollywood Brown came back, and now Rondale Moore is out. So, um, you know, every team's got injuries, um, but I think their issues has more to do with, you know, just not great play on the field, is not necessarily as much off. I get it. Uh, you know, when a team is struggling, uh, other, some of those other things are going to get magnified. There's no question about it. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the things you see, you see across the league. I don't think it's unique to the Cardinals. And, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they play these final five games. It'll be interesting to see what kind of decisions are made going forward. But, you know, right now I think it's mostly just that they played poor football most of the time. You know, Darren, looking at the offensive line, too, the injury situations up front, uh, a lot of guys on IR um, and the starters uh, situations. Uh, so you're in the de- depth situations with the offensive line in addition to what you just laid out. But I can't help ignore um, uh, these headlines about Cliff Kingsbury coaching for his job and all that. So as betters, I mean, we know that the Cardinals are a home dog in this situation against the Patriots. How can they fix it, though? Because – to me, this offense is so specialized with, with Kingsbury calling the plays and Kyler and his unique skill set. Like, I don't know where else the Cardinals can go to fix what ails them right now. Well, I mean, I think that's a fair question. And, you know, unfortunately, um, when they talk about getting these things fixed, you know, uh, until you see it happen, um, it's not fixed. And, you know, the last game they played, they played the Chargers. They, they just, they're coming off the bye, but they played the Chargers uh, right before that. They should have won that game. Their offense looked really good for uh, three quarters in the first, you know, when they had the ball at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then it disappeared. And they had a chance to basically ice the Chargers on three different possessions. They went three and out and let the Chargers come back and score with whatever it was, 12 seconds left and score the two-point conversion, and, and they end up losing the game. So it wasn't as if the the offense wasn't doing some things, um, but you, they haven't found a way to finish it all the way. And what's going to be interesting Monday is, you know, although most people would say the Chargers are a better team than the Patriots, Patriots have a much better defense. And uh, so the question becomes, can you make some headway against Bill Belichick, who's going to have whatever it is, 10 days, 12 days to prepare for this game and, and get something done? And, and you know, again, you're not wrong. This offense, there was a lot of expectations out of this offense when they were good last year. Uh, they had such a balance with James Conner and Chase Edmonds running the ball that hasn't been there. Now, how much of that is because they've had such upheaval on the offensive line. They're about to start their ninth different offensive line in, in 13 games on, on Monday night. I, I don't know. Um, but Again, other teams suffer injuries, and they're they're making things work. So uh, that's what it ultimately comes down to. Darren, I want to ask you what it is about this Arizona team at home. Uh, I, I thought, you know, back in the days of Larry Fitzgerald and, and really prior to the Kyler Murray era, that the home field advantage was kind of underrated down there in Glendale. But it has gone, you know, almost to the negative as far as, you know, how you're going to adjust for the Cardinals playing at this field. They're averaging 112 yards rushing for the opponent on average in games at home and allowing a league-high 2.86 points per drive to their opponents at home. What is it about the Cardinals in that building? I wish I could tell you. I mean, I've been covering this team for a long time. Uh, I've covered I covered the, the first part of my career covering this team. They were still in Sun Devil Stadium. So I've been here uh, covering this team the entirety of being in this building. And you're right. The, even when they haven't had great teams, they, they had a home field advantage. And it's, and it's disappeared. And, I, I, you know, it's not necessarily about the fans. It's just they've played poorly at home. And I'm not sure – what it is, um, but it's really stunning to me. And the, and, the, and the problem becomes, it becomes a talking point. And these guys can say whatever they want about not listening to that things, but it's in your head. I mean, if anybody watched has watched any of Hard Knocks, they saw the Buda Baker uh, speech after they lost the Eagles in a game that they should have at least gone to overtime with if it wasn't for a missed kick on the last play of the game. And, you know, he just blew up about how they couldn't do things right at home. Now they won their next home game, uh, but they're still not winning since then. And, and, you know, again, and under the bright lights uh, Monday night uh, against Bill Belichick, I mean, 
you're going to have a real spotlight on on this place and playing at home and what does that exactly mean and you know I, I don't want to take it beyond what it already is which is you, you have to play good football no matter where you are uh, but it does feel like it's kind of snowballing on them in terms of how people feel about how they're going to do at home. You know, the problems offensively aside, I mean, defensively, it seems like the Cardinals, Darren, has, they have excellent personnel. I mean, is this the type of game in which we see the New England Patriots struggling offensively as well, uh, that that defense for the Cardinals can um, either score points or make it more difficult for Mac Jones in that Patriots offense? Well, I mean, I think we all know what the Patriots have gone through and, and what we saw. Mac Jones caught on the camera being upset about how they're running the offense. And even Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator of the Cardinals this week, basically was saying, and he, and he, he wasn't meaning this in any bad way, but he's like, they run a conservative offense, basically how you would expect a defensive guy calling offensive plays, which is what the Patriots have. I think that's the hope. I think the Cardinals feel better if, if, if they're not worried about a bunch of big plays. I do agree that the Cardinals have some nice talent on the defensive side. Unfortunately, uh, um, Byron Murphy continues to be out with a back problem, their best cornerback, but J.J. Watts had a good year. Defensive lineman Zach Allen's playing well. Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson are really good safeties. Uh, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons have kind of started to emerge as the first-round picks that they are. Um, and they got put in a tough place against the Chargers last game where they, they had done well enough against a pretty good offense to win that game, and the offense just kind of let them down. So I think it's going to be the way it looks like. It looks like it's going to be a lower-scoring game, and the question becomes can this defense hold up enough and can this offense of the Cardinals uh, do what they need to do when they need to do it and finish the game, play an entire 60 minutes. Well, Darren, you said it. You expect uh, it to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, I've just got about 30 seconds left. What would be your prediction on how this is going to unfold? The New England Patriots are a road favorite with extra rest, laying a point and a half, and 44 is your total. What would you say uh, would be a final or your expectation what we might see on Monday? I think that's it's so hard for me to say. I mean, the fact that the, the, the Patriots have had all this time the prep kind of concerns me if I'm from the Cardinals, but you know, I, I do see this game as being a potential game like they had against the Saints. Not that they're going to score that many points, uh, but they, they got a home game against a team that's not a great team, and, and they made a lot of things happen uh, on, on national television. And for some reason, that's what's kind of sticking with me right now. I feel like the defense has a chance to make a couple plays here. All right, excellent stuff, Mr. Urban. Thank you very much for joining us, and enjoy the Monday night game in Glendale. Thanks for having me. All right, that is Darren Urban. Check him out on Twitter, at Cards Chatter. We'll update you on the Sunday night football game coming up next. They're at the two-minute warning. Chargers out in front, 10-7. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com to check out our World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. The Chargers are on the move, driving it into Miami territory. But it looks like a uh, catch that was, or a pass that was called a catch on the field is being reviewed now. It was uh, Carter, I believe, the recipient uh, of a Justin Herbert pass there. And uh, we'll see what comes up here. But it looks like third and 10, looks like it was ruled incomplete. So third and 10 for the Chargers. Again, around the 35-yard line of the Miami Dolphins with less than two minutes left to go in the half. Just a minute and 24 seconds left. And the Chargers are favorites in the live market at minus four and a half. The total has come down just a little bit now to 50 and a half as Herbert throws complete there to Palmer, Joshua Palmer, uh, one of his, uh, you know, newly emerging wide receivers, Mike, with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams having been gone for so long. Some of these other guys really stepped up, and Palmer certainly one of those, as that is a first down for the Chargers, and they are now into the red zone. Uh, they do drop, though, to three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, and your total drops to 48-and-a-half. Uh, the offense has been moving the ball pretty darn well for the Los Angeles Chargers, and yep. not really the case for Miami. No, Miami's struggling. I asked the question, did Tua have an off day or did Miami get exposed? And I think from the game plan from the Chargers so far, maybe Miami did get exposed against uh, the uh, 49ers. But, uh, you know, Tua is not in rhythm. He's a rhythm quarterback. He's mm -hmm. a very accurate passer. Uh, so credit the Chargers defense that way. And then offensively, Got to get the points, though, right, if you're the Chargers, and, and certainly got an opportunity here with all your timeouts, too. Uh, but, yeah, they've been moving the ball. I mean, the distribution of the football from Herbert across the field to different players, that's been a problem for Miami's defense. Phillips gets home there on Justin Herbert. That is why the live line ticked down to three and a half as he sacks huh. the Los Angeles Charger quarterback, and they will now face second and uh, second and longer than ten. Oh, second and goal. So he was inside the yeah. ten yard line. Was Josh Palmer on that catch? I didn't realize that was a goal to go situation, but now second and goal for the Los Angeles Chargers uh, with a minute and eleven seconds left to go. Uh, they're at about the eleven yard line of Miami, and the Chargers still have all three of their timeouts and I think uh, you know you have to get a you have to get a score here Mike and I, I don't think a field goal is all that bad if you can't get six points with a touchdown because the Chargers do get the ball mm -hmm. coming out to begin the second half yeah they stole that possession the opening possession the three and out situation for Miami uh, so yeah you end this first half with the points to hopefully Staley <laughs> uh, and then you start the second half with a game plan in which you're moving the football, right? We talked about that. The Chargers are moving the football, uh, and it, they really are pressuring uh, this uh, Miami's defense. But uh, Miami with a zone blitz into a, a screen, that was not a good play call there from the Chargers. Well, it looks like there's an illegal man downfield. Yeah. Um, I believe that was declined. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now we face third and goal from, again, roughly the 11-yard line. The Chargers remain three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Uh, while we keep uh, monitoring the situation here at SoFi, let's look at the Eagles and the Giants. I tell you what, there's not much to talk about hmm. in this game except for the Eagles. Miles Sanders 
got the scoring started plugging uh, plunging in for a four yard touchdown run and it was seven to nothing Philadelphia early but they weren't done Jalen Hurts to Devonta Smith a 41 yard touchdown pass and catch and it was 14 to nothing Eagles then the Giants botched a punt Philadelphia turned that into another score Hurts to AJ Brown for a 33 yard touchdown and it was 21 nothing Eagles midway through the second quarter now New York did get on the board with three minutes left in the half Daniel Jones to I Isaiah Hodgins from two yards out, and it was 27, or excuse me, 21 to 7 in favor of Philly. Then the Eagles added another field goal, and it was 24 7 at halftime. Philadelphia then added a field goal in the third quarter, and then with less than six minutes left in the quarter, Daniel Jones rushed it in from the one yard line, and New York had cut the lead to 27 14. You thought maybe they've got a chance to at least cover the number at this point. And then it was the Eagles quarterback's turn, the next one around, as Jalen Hurts ran it in from 10 yards out, and the Eagles were back out in front by 20 points, and this game was done for all intents and purposes. 34-14 to 14 at that point. Philadelphia dominated all day long. 48-22, to 22, your eventual final. They cover as seven-point favorites do the Eagles. They moved to 12-1 on the season. The Giants dropped to 7-5-1, and and the game sails over the total. Did you find out more about the Eagles or more about the Giants today? Um, more about the Giants. Yeah, me too. You me know, too. And, I, and I think we kind of, and that's a really good question, mm. I think we kind of knew, or at least I did, uh, I felt that the Eagles were a very good team. Right. I, I didn't know how. I didn't bet this game except for the Eagles on a teaser. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lay seven points on the road in division, but I really didn't know how New York was ever going to keep this close. And yeah. I, I thought the game, when I did bet on the Giants, was against the Commanders. You know, had they had been struggling, they had won just one out of four. I know this is a division game that they feel they can win. They nearly did. They tied. And then why were they only seven-point dogs to <laughs> the juggernaut that is the Philadelphia Eagles? So uh, I think we knew the Giants were not that strong. We knew Philly's very strong, and it played out. Yeah, I teased the Eagles as well. I mean, I the, the, the Eagles were were an anchor for a couple of my teaser plays. So good for you. I uh, did well there, but um, yeah, you know the Giants. I was curious about the Giants because all the earlier opponents and when they had that record, they got out to that nice record situation was against unfamiliar teams or teams outside of the division. And really, maybe the Giants could have an advantage that way. Uh, now that you're inside the division, uh, things are different, and the Giants. They were an overachieving football team. They were a team uh, in discovery, too. Like mm-hmm. Coach Dable trying to discover, okay, which players do I need to keep uh, to make sure that we're on the right track to get to where I want to go, and that's the Super Bowl, right? Uh, so as we're into December football, you can see the limitations for the Giants up and down the board uh, all throughout the roster. Uh, and then you throw in the team that they were facing that completely dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They just dominated the line of scrimmage against the Giants, and they're just far superior that way. Um, but as a better moving forward with the Giants, I, I wonder what more can we see from this football team other than uh, better performances, certainly execution, certainly you can look at that, but can that running game get back to the level that it once was, offensive line, the issues there? Um, so how, do, how are they going to proceed? Uh, I have question marks that way uh, for the Giants. For the Eagles, as long as they just don't slip up, as long as they stay focused, I mean, this team is solidly built. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're executing, they're healthy, uh, and they're enjoying uh, their performances out there. Highly, highly confident football team right now. Yeah, they, they look as good as anybody in the league, and, mm-hmm. and maybe some people will say they are the very best. Uh, 21 seconds left in the half, and the Chargers are lining up to go for it on fourth <laughs> and goal from the one-yard line, Brandon Staley trying to pull it off again here. They lead the game 10-7 to over the Dolphins, and Herbert will hand off, and it looks like Austin Eckler is into the end zone for the Los Angeles Chargers, as that will make it 16-7 to in favor of L.A. So Brandon Staley, uh, one of two going for it on fourth and inches uh, at the goal line. You know what? I mean, some of his coaching decisions are crazy, but um... – Look, if, if it works and they win the game, uh, then certainly people are going to identify that moment right there, right? And maybe it'll start the second half with points too. But the Chargers, I don't know, have the Chargers even punted? I haven't really been tracking it that way. Uh, yeah, I have seen them punt at least once, okay. and it's maybe twice. And okay. the extra point, by the way, is up and good. So 17-7 to 7 now 
and the Chargers become a six and a half point favorite in the live market. Your live total at fifty one and a half. And you and I were talking about the second or the uh, the Chargers getting the second half uh, mm-hmm. possession there off of the kickoff. Right. Uh, and so I think that touchdown is huge. Uh, had it been a field goal, uh, you know, the Dolphins are still, it's just a still a one-score game. Mm-hmm. Now it's a two-possession game, and the Chargers get the ball to begin the second half. So I, I think that was really big right there. Well, the Dolphins are out of their game plan right now anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever they worked on has not worked uh, with uh, all these punts uh, from Miami, um, the lucky flukish uh, touchdown by Tariq Hill. But, yeah, I mean – you have momentum certainly going there, and you might be right about Staley thinking about his defense too. But uh, I, I think they're clicking. You know, everything's working for what the Chargers worked on and what they wanted to do. And now they really have an opportunity uh, to go up several possessions uh, with the ball in the second half. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say that the Chargers defense really isn't pitching a shutout mm-hmm. uh, through 30 minutes of football. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely a fluky touchdown where they, they did their job stripping the ball from the ball carrier, Raheem Mostert. And then the scrum there, people are fighting for the football, and it squirts out the backside with Tyreek Hill <laughs> picking it up and uh, running 60 yards uh, to glory there to put the Dolphins on the board. 17-7, Chargers out in front just before halftime. We'll be back in just a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.